Hey everyone, this is AJ from Rise to Invent and welcome to episode 2. In today's episode, I'll be talking about whether the world belongs to artificial intelligence. Now, this is something that I have always thought about over the past couple of years. And when I think about artificial intelligence, you know, sometimes I get scared and sometimes I get excited. In other words, sometimes I see the positive side of artificial intelligence and sometimes I see the negative side. Now, you know, artificial intelligence itself, it is, you know, if, if you like read articles nowadays, you know, business articles or technology articles, um, or you watch, you know, like science fiction movies and so on, um, you always hear about AI and how robots are smart and how they are becoming similar to human beings and so on. And of course, I mean, when, when you see this, I mean, this plays a role. This influences you and probably other people to think of artificial intelligence as um, is the, the next big thing. Now, of course, AI nowadays, it exists you know, in your phones, in your TV, in, in, in so many softwares. And artificial intelligence didn't start nowadays. It started like a long time ago. But now it is progressing to a, to a stage where, like in my opinion, I feel it is taking over our lives. And here I start thinking, you know what? Should we maybe try to control this thing where we don't want artificial intelligence to, you know, to become something like, you know, smarter or to become like more humanistic and so on. Do we actually want this? Because when you think about artificial intelligence, like, or, or let's say, like, if I want to share my opinion with you, when I think about artificial intelligence, I think about it as a better version of ourselves. And of course, here I start thinking like, why don't people improve themselves? Why don't people improve their skills, improve their knowledge, and so on? Why do we have to create better artificial beings, um, or, or let's say better robots or better machines, um, in order to do a specific things? Why can't we do a specific? Why can't we do that specific thing? Um, of course, I mean, now the answer is there are some tasks nowadays that, you know, that it requires people to work faster. And of course, human beings, they have limited energy and they can't do just, just like they can't just literally do everything. And of course, here we will need machines. We will need even smart machines and AI, you know, to do that job. So of course, I mean, AI has positives and negatives. So let me give you an example. If we have a marketing research company, and let's say that company has 10 business analysts. And of course, those business analysts, they basically, let's say they receive, um, you know, they, they, they receive like a demand from their line managers, you know, to do a specific task, let's say to analyze the, you know, analyze the market or analyze customers' intentions, customers' loyalty, business rivals, and so on. And of course, I mean, marketing research company, they make, you know, good amount of money uh, because of business analysts. But, but the thing is, it will be a really beneficial thing for marketing research company to maybe have one AI software that can do the job of 10 business analysts. 
can extract the data, can analyze the data, can then find um, a meaning behind this data and and create like a you know meaningful finding, and then maybe um, you know deliver it to the line manager, and then the line manager can let's say deliver it to the client and so on. So AIs are also capable of doing this. Of course, nowadays we still need human beings, you know, as business analysts. But I believe in the future, this is probably not probably actually. Let me rephrase this: this will happen, and we have to be ready for this. Now, of course, on the positive side, this will help businesses to cut down costs. But on the negative sides, unfortunately, um, a lot of people, you know, they will keep losing their jobs to artificial intelligence. But to be more specific, let's let's you know focus on the examples that I on the example that I just gave you. Um, those business analysts they will lose their job. So what is the solution here? Should we just say you know what it's not my problem? You know those business analysts they need to they need to find something else. That is not a solution. So this is definitely a problem, and we will definitely need to find a solution for it. Um, in my opinion, one of the solutions is to help those business analysts to um, seek maybe a degree or a diploma in machine learning or artificial intelligence or data science or big data and so on. Maybe if they learn this um, new knowledge that will keep growing over the next five to seven years, maybe they can come back to their old jobs or maybe they can find new jobs or maybe they can start you know, a business in this area. Because if we help those business analysts to learn and study about um, artificial intelligence and, and machine learning, then um, yes, they, they will probably lose their job now, but at least later, they will definitely find something better. So um, we definitely need to find a solution for people who lost their jobs to automation and artificial intelligence or machine learning. But now, the idea of artificial intelligence itself, it's not new. It started from the 1950s. Now, in the 1950s, researchers tried to build computers that can learn independently. And, you know, in other words, they wanted computers to complete the tasks, you know, themselves. They didn't want human beings to interfere um, in, in doing something to that computer to, to basically do a specific task. They wanted the computer to do, you know, this thing by itself, any, any kind of task by itself. Um, now, of course, I mean, the whole aim, the whole purpose of, you know, building computers that can learn independently is because researchers, they wanted to improve the relationship between human beings and computer. Now, I will leave this question to you. And try to like, you know, talk to your family members or colleagues and, and, and try to, you know, all think together, um, why did researchers back then wanted to improve the relationship between human beings and computers? Why was it so important? So um, give yourself like 10 to, you know, 10 to 20 minutes, think about it with your colleagues, with your friends. Um, and, and, and try to come up with an answer. Now, artificial intelligence itself, um, you know, not AI itself, but, but the basic idea of it, it started in the 1950s. And it started um, by one person, and his name was Alan Turing. 
Alan Turing, he published a paper about how machines can be more intelligent. And from that point, you know, it basically sparked the whole movement for artificial intelligence. But I believe that um, although it did start in the 1950s and the term AI or artificial intelligence was coined back in the 1950s. However, I think what really pushed the idea even more forward was the Japanese anime cartoon or Japanese anime that were um, airing and showing um, on TV in the 1970s or late 1970s. So one of them was Gundam and the other one was called Grandizer. And those were actually, well, they weren't specifically about AI or artificial intelligence, but they were mainly about robots or, you know, those giant robots. I'm sure you have seen on social media, um, Gundam um, giant robot, you know, was being tested in Japan. And it was a really cool thing to, you know, to witness and, and to see. Um, it is such a cool thing. Now, those robots, they weren't, they, they weren't independent. They didn't, you know, uh, be superheroes, you know, by their choice or by themselves. Um, of course, they were controlled by human beings. But as you can see here, there was more this superhero relationship between the human being and the robot. And the whole fantasy idea that started in the 1950s, it was extended to the Japanese anime. And, um, you know, of course, you know, the, the Japanese um, anime really pushed, you know, really did a good job um, to push the idea of artificial intelligence forward. Um, but something that I also wanted to mention was there was also another Japanese um, cartoon, I believe, in the 19, 1946, maybe, or 1948. And it was about something called Electric Octopus. So it was about a robot that um, does, you know, like th that does specific things. And it was a Japanese, you know, it was kind of like a Japanese, you know, anime or cartoon. Um, and it, it was like, it was in 1940, 1946 or 1948. And I believe, you know, that time, you know, when researchers, they tried to build more independent computers and, Japanese fantasy idea about um, robots, you know, they all came together and, and, and basically they created, you know, this idea that, you know, robots can be independent and robots can be intelligent enough to do tasks by themselves, which we, what we are seeing actually nowadays. So if this whole thing started in the 19, you know, late forties, 1950s, but of course, I mean, artificial intelligence was used, you know, for not just, I mean, in, in, in animes or cartoons and so on. It was also used, um, you know, for, you know, for, for industri industrialization purposes and, and so on. And this was somewhere between the 1980s and 2000s. And of course, if we look nowadays, I mean, you know, from the year 2000, you know, till today, 2021, robots, they are everywhere and they are not being controlled by human beings anymore. Of course, some are still controlled by human beings, but you will definitely find robots, you know, they are robots or cars or machines. They are independent and they don't need human beings controlled because they have a very powerful AI system that can do specific tasks.
So this was like, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think AI it's going to keep increasing, and, you know, we are heading towards a future where AI is going to become more and more and more intelligent. So, artificial intelligence itself, it is, um, of course, it. What does it mean? Like when we are talking about artificial intelligence, what, what does it really mean? Are we talking about a specific type of intelligence that, um, you know, that that we need to see in machines, or are we talking about the type of intelligence that we see in human beings nowadays? And of course, this this you know this is related to the question where why people aren't doing you know um you know enough job to develop other human beings or to develop themselves and so on of course there are always training programs and mentors and coaches and of course you know you'll find a lot of people they like to um you know enroll in training programs to improve themselves but thinking about ai and how it is growing people are more and more interested to um have you know to to see something like so smart and so intelligent in front of them and of course, this goes back to my main point, which is um, there are some tasks nowadays that human beings just cannot do, and they need something a little bit more smarter, like an artificial intelligence, to do that task. But if we are talking about human beings' intelligence, and if we are able to understand human beings' intelligence, then we will be able to understand artificial intelligence. And there are four types of human beings' intelligence. The first type is called emotional intelligence. This is, um, you know, this is mainly related to self-confidence, um, emotional self-awareness, adaptability, and so on. There is another type of intelligence, also called social intelligence, and this is related to teamwork, leadership, um, empathy. You know, the ability to understand someone else's feelings or emotions without that person saying one word. Or maybe that person can say a few words, but you have the ability to understand what is inside that person's mind. And of course, um, you know, social intelligence is really important because it can help people, you know, develop, you know, relationship, you know, with, with other people. And there is, um, there's a third type of intelligence, which is called the cognitive intelligence. Um, this is mainly related to pattern recognition and systematic thinking. And finally, we have something called artistic creativity um this is something that um you know is mainly related to fine arts and and painting and and just trying to just design this beautiful sculpture or th that comes from pure imagination um or someone trying to um produce a really you know really nice movie and and of course this also comes from imagination so artistic creativity is a type of intelligence but it is highly linked to imagination now, of course, I mean, when we are talking about those types of intelligence, we have to, like, if we want to progress, you know, with AI, if we want to develop AI, we're going to have to develop it according to those four types of intelligence that I just mentioned. Um, so, for example, if if we have something called, you know, something called analytical AI or analytical artificial intelligence, um, this is, um, you know, like the, the function of an analytical AI, it is so similar to um, business analyst. And here, of course, we're talking about, um, 
the example that I mentioned in the beginning, and this is um, this is related to business. This is related to um, an AI software that can do the business analyst job. Um, of course, here the AI will have an artificial cognitive intelligence or a cognitive artificial intelligence that can do pattern recognition, that can create a meaning out of the data that is being extracted from the market. So um, this is called analytical artificial intelligence. Now, the second type is called human-inspired AI or human-inspired artificial intelligence. And this has a combination of cognitive intelligence, which means pattern recognition, and it has also and it has also emotional intelligence, which means you know self-confidence, emotional self-awareness, uh, adaptability, and so on. Um, of course, a human-inspired AI is what, um, like, if you look at artificial intelligence nowadays, we are trying to develop it from an analytical artificial intelligence to human-inspired artificial intelligence. And by the way, guys, I want you to just focus on something here. Can't you see that we are actually heading towards more, um, you know, something that looks similar to human beings. So the way I look at artificial intelligence, now AI is something good. It can really help people to do specific tasks or help businesses do specific tasks. But I, at the same time, I don't see that um, we are creating something completely new from scratch. As I said, we are creating a better version of ourselves. and the more um, AI becomes, you know, more humanistic, the more um, it's going to look like, or, you know, it's going to be similar to human beings. And here, of course, it's like, so what are we doing exactly? What is that new thing? What is, where is the innovation here? So nowadays, um, you find researchers, they are trying to create a more human-inspired artificial intelligence that has some some sort of emotional intelligence and cognitive intelligence and and we did see some of them um we did see um you know smart robots like um sophia you know uh, sophia it, it's an ai robot and um it's a smart artificially smart robot and um it is kind of a human inspired ai it is somewhere between analytical ai and human inspired ai but after the human-inspired AI stage, there is the, you know, there's the third stage, which is called the humanized AI. And that means to have the cognitive intelligence, emotional intelligence, and social intelligence. And of course, here, when we are talking about social intelligence, we're talking about leadership. Imagine if an art of, imagine if a robot you know, has this smart um, AI software, sorry, or have a smart AI system. Imagine if that robot can lead an entire human being. Imagine if that robot can start a tribe or start, you know, developing this, um, you know, this norms and, and, and values and principles that, that, that any tribe nowadays have. Imagine there will be a tribe of, you know, like, um, artificially intelligent robots and of course i mean to see something like that it is interesting to be honest with you you know it is cool it is interesting but at the same time it raises question and and the first question is very basic that comes to my mind and it's like 
what are we doing? <laughs> you know, so it's like, if we have a humanized AI that can understand what leadership means, that can understand what teamwork means, here, of course, we're going to start to see AI develop this, these ideas, artificially, artificial ideas that basically give them some kind of a, you know, freedom of, um, you know, freedom of act, like they can basically behave in this way or artificially behave in that way and so on. Um, of course, this, this you know, here you might think, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? So um, a humanized AI, it is definitely cool. But at the same time, we need to be like really careful because um, a smarter AI, like we don't know what, if that AI has the freedom to do whatever it wants, um, I'm not going to call it he or she, but if that AI, you know, if that robotic, arti like artificially intelligent, you know, ro robot has a freedom to do whatever it wants, then, and, and, and that robot is smarter than so many people nowadays, then of course, like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Do we need to watch out for it? And so on. Um, so a humanized AI is definitely something um, we are heading towards to. And this is also related to um, my first episode, which I was talking about um, teaching during COVID-19. Now, of course, COVID made us realize that, you know, we can teach 100% online. But, you know, at the same time, you know, like there's this um, correlation or simultaneous growth between research and artificial intelligence and um, online teaching. And here, you know, because of this correlation, we will start to probably we will start to see, you know, teachers or universities or schools, they will start to think, you know what? maybe we can have a really you know a human inspired artificial intelligence that can develop uh, that can sorry deliver sessions or or knowledge to to students now when this happens of course this um you know for teachers this is a scary thing because if an ai is able to prepare exam questions and able to grade papers and I mean, of course, this is good because this will really make teachers feel more comfortable because they don't have to, you know, get bothered by um, marking, um, you know, 100 students' papers or um, trying to, let's say, um, you know, give a feedback for every single paper and so on. Now, you know, this is good from an administrative perspective, like this is good, you know, an AI can be, you know, can be a good thing here. But an AI... If it wants to um, start teaching, like maybe a robot will stand in front of the class and that robot has a smart AI system. If that robot is going to start teaching, then here, this might be a little bit scary, to be honest with you. But on, you know, on the other hand, now I have a, a personal opinion about this. Even if we see, um, even if we see universities or schools will start to use artificial intelligence, I don't think teachers should be afraid of this. And this is also related to my first episode, what I mentioned about mentorship. Uh, you know, a smart robot, or in other words, a robot that has, a, you know, an art, you know, a smart artificial intelligence system, it will be 
nearly impossible to mentor human beings. Um, I'm sure even if we install, you know, a lot of knowledge in that robot's mind, that robot did not gain something called tacit knowledge. When we install so much information and knowledge in that robot mind, that robot is having more and more explicit knowledge, which means a codified type of knowledge that you can read from textbooks or you can, um, you know, you know, that you can read in online articles and, and or online books and so on. So this is a codified type of knowledge. Now, tacit knowledge, it means the type of knowledge that you gain from experience. Robots or your robots that have a smart AI system cannot mentor students because they do not have tacit knowledge. Because a mentor is someone who have, you know, so, someone who has a lot of experience. Um, that like imagine if there is a robot that mentor like do you think robots can mentor students to start a business can help students to start a business maybe they can in an analytical way maybe they can help students to study the market and so on that that's that's okay that that's good but to you know sit down with the student and and to, you know and to help the student develop mentally and personally it's like I don't think robots who have a smart AI system, you know, I don't think they can do that. And of course, we still, you know, need to do a lot of work to make AI more humanized, um, you know, to, to become something similar to a mentor, but not exactly like the mentor. Now, another reason why I'm saying why teachers should not be afraid of using artificial intelligence in their classes is because... AI, even a humanized artificial intelligence, will not ever have an artistic creativity. Artificial intelligence cannot have imagination. Now, someone will say maybe they will have something something called artificial imagination. Maybe um, an art, maybe a robot can use all of the installed, you know, knowledge in its you know artificial brain. And maybe it can create a new sense or a new meaning or a new perception of something. But still, this is based on analysis. This is based on analytical AI. This is not based on imagination. Because when it comes to mentorship, guys, mentorship also needs imagination. And the reason why I'm saying this is because when you teach students or when you mentor a student, you will need to use your imagination to come up with new tools and new ideas to develop that student. You know, a robot that has a smart AI system cannot do that. So even if we make artificial intelligence more humanized, still we will um, probably, we, you know, we will not see them having artistic creativity. So this is mainly in human beings. So that's why I, I think, um, teachers should not be afraid of artificial intelligence. Now, the thing is with, um, you know, artificial intelligence, it, it definitely has an impact on our world today. Um, you know, there are so many ways to think about the impact of AI. When we are talking about um, economics, I, I mean, of course, AI will replace human beings. But at the same time, it will help businesses to grow because businesses, they will cut down cost. But what about society? What about 
artificial intelligence developing relationship with human being. What do you think about this, guys? Do you really think human beings will have a relationship with an AI, like like as a you know as a friend or you know, as a colleague or something like that? In my personal opinion, I think this will not happen. I mean, I did watch the movie Her, and. Of course, in in the movie they show that this might happen. Now, this might happen. You never, we never know. We never know what where science will lead us. Um, but in my opinion, I think this will, you know, this might happen for probably a short phase, or maybe for a short time. People will find it really cool to have this kind of um, friendship with an, you know, with a robot that has a smart AI software. Or maybe with just an AI software without having the the body of a robot. Um, now this might happen because it's really cool, but um, you know, relationship itself or friendship—it's a complicated thing. It is based on trust. It is based on um, honesty. It is based on transparency. It is something that an artificial intelligence cannot understand. Because even when it comes to the word understand, understand or understanding, it is something that we use for human beings, not for an AI. So it will be a little bit difficult. So when it comes to society, um, I don't think, you know, robots who have a smart artificial intelligence system or software, I don't think it works for, you know, for friendship purposes or anything like that. Um, but of course, when we when it comes to technology, uh, I mean, you know, having um, an AI software can definitely improve the quality of businesses. So if we're talking about restaurants, if we're talking about uh, marketing research companies, if we're talking about even consultancy companies, they can definitely, definitely improve um, the service quality. So I'll give you a very quick example, actually, about this. Um, Maybe nowadays, or maybe in the future, actually, not nowadays, in the, maybe in the next three to four years, um, you never know. Maybe we will, of course, we will still need consultants, but maybe consultants, they don't need to sit down with the client to understand what his or her problem, you know, when it comes to their company. Maybe an AI software can do this analysis, can diagnose that client's company and can come back with results. And then the consultant will take it from here and will initiate contact with the client and will start arrange maybe a contract or something in order to start the, the consultancy job. Um, this is possible. And this is actually a good thing because this really reduces the, you know, the preparation cost, the admin cost. Um, it will also cut down fees cost, you know, on the client side, not just you know, on the business, you know, from the business side. So this is actually a really good thing. Um, but of course, I mean, you know, this is in terms of service quality. Now, when it comes to, let's say, the environment, I mean, AI will definitely improve the environment, will make it more sustainable. I'm sure AI can be involved. I'm sure nowadays, even in some countries, they're using artificial intelligence and um, in keeping, you know, in keeping things sustainable or maybe involved in recycling or maybe um, trying to solve the problem of climate change. You never know. Maybe there will be um, an independent um, AI air purifier that will fly to the, um, 
to the sky and and clear the pollution or you know and so on so you never know we never know maybe this is going to happen because ai can definitely protect people but we don't know you know because if ai becomes superhumanized or what they call it nowadays a super artificial intelligence or an artificial super intelligence it will be super independent to the point where you know even the people you know even the people who who created this ai they will have no control over it especially by the way imagine if there is like a large robot and like you know gundam sized robot or a grandizer uh, imagine if that robot has a smart ai system like and and that that robot is independent like this is a scary thing so we have to make sure that we control um we control artificial intelligence we need to make sure that we always have um a backup plan to to control um artificial intelligence or robots so this is very important so human beings must always be involved to um you know make necessary changes in the um robots ai brain or you know make um let's say necessary changes in um how the ai thinks and so on now of course i mean um artificial intelligence um itself nowadays you know you find a, you know you will definitely find a lot of people you know they find it really cool but when it comes to when it comes to ai itself you will for sure find you know people that they don't trust artificial intelligence and there there are so many reasons here like the first reason is you know their representation maybe people they will maybe people they just saw you know like um a lot of movies and they saw how machines can turn evil and how they can um start rising against human beings and so on so maybe because of this it kind of like printed a bad image in people's minds so maybe that's why people they don't want to see more artificial intelligence maybe they are okay with seeing ai for you know to improve service quality or to do certain business research or to um let's say um help um teachers to grade grade papers and so on so like to that extent i think this is okay but but you will definitely find people like they will probably say you know what i don't want to see more of this i think this should be the limit for artificial intelligence um and of course i mean if if we are um i mean nowadays you know the the power of reviewing products or reviewing services you know it's um it's it's within your reach i mean you can easily access your phone and and give a bad review or good review about something so um you know if people do not trust ai then maybe you know there are definitely ai softwares nowadays you know or something in your phone or maybe it's an app or maybe your smart tv and so on maybe people like because they don't trust ai maybe they will start giving bad reviews so this will um influence other people to start thinking about you know ai softwares in in a negative way and and this is how you know probably in the future people will be will be less likely to you know buy an ai software or to use an ai software for personal purposes or for business purposes so of course i mean like we need to also try to establish a trust in artificial intelligence but of course i mean we don't expect everyone to trust it 
But one of the ways to um, establish a trust is to um, really show people that, you know, this is the artificial intelligence and this is how we human beings, we are in control of it. And we can, you know, if if something goes wrong, we can easily just um, turn it off or, or maybe do something to like disable it, you know? So, um, so we need to show people that AI is not in control. We need to show people that artificial intelligence will never ever replace human beings. If we are able to show people this, then of course there will be more trust in artificial intelligence. And of course, we will always use AI for the benefit of human beings and not, you know, against human beings. So um, artificial intelligence should always should always be used for good purposes. Now, of course, um, I do believe AI in the future will start to have more rights. And I know this is a very fantasy, you know, idea. And I know this idea is not exactly, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Now, the reason why I'm saying in the future, artificial intelligence, they will have more rights, similar to human beings' rights or animal rights. I believe that when people, they start to see artificial intelligence more humanized, not human-inspired, but more humanized, in, in, in other words, AI will start to, you know, will start to, will start to um, talk about maybe their ideas, will start to talk about their goals, We'll start to talk about what do they want to do today or tomorrow. We'll start to talk about how that human being is treating this robotic, you know, artificially intelligence robot in a bad way or in a good way. If AI reaches this point, then people will start naturally, people will start to say, oh, we need to give more rights to AI because they are, you know, between quotations, artificially feeling, artificially feeling. Um, now, if this happens and if this day will come, now, in my opinion, this is not, I mean, I'm not saying I'm with this or against this, um, but I think AIs are not beings. And I think because even if they become independent, as I previously said, they will always be, you know, somehow controlled by human beings. So, you know, so so to give rise to something that even if it becomes independent and it will still be controlled under human beings, it it just doesn't match. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Um, but of course, I mean, it will be to be honest with you, it will be interesting to see this in the future. Um, it will be interesting to see how people will react when they see a more human, humanized artificial intelligence that will start to express something. Um, so, of course, some people will start to say, you know, AI deserves more rights. Some people will start to say um, AI should start, you know, like living with us and, and, and will start to have like, you know, I mean, jobs or something like that. Now, even if this would happen, I think this would happen probably in a very, 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 very long time. And, you know, in research, you know, people will need to do a lot of hard work and research in order to make this happen. But even if this day comes, of course, I mean, you know, we will just have to wait and see. But um, I, I do believe that um, human beings, they will want to see more rights for artificial intelligence.
Hey everyone, you have reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.